So back in summer 2017, I took a trip up to North America to visit my friend T, who helped produce our Sounds of Hong Kong and Sounds of Tokyo stories. After my visit to Toronto and New York, I thought I'm in the area, might as well visit my friend DJ Matthew Law in Philadelphia. Matthew and I met back in 2015. I was still teaching music uh, before Macon, and he was managing Keith Ape's Asia tour. Personally, I heard a lot about Philly's music, underground hip hop, you know, the home of The Roots, Erica Badu, Jill Scott, and many more legendary DJs. So I thought it was a perfect time to catch up again, like we had always talked about. In the process, we talked about Matthew's DJ career path and also Philadelphia's block party culture. And towards the end of the interview, he actually shared part of a track that he produced recently. Hope you guys enjoy. My name is Matthew Law. I used to go by DJ Fish. Changed my performing name in 2013, and I am a DJ, producer, somewhat man of vision. <laughs> Me and Matthew actually met like two years ago back yeah. in Hong Kong um, when Keith A was on tour, mm -hmm. and it was like really random because um, I was hosting Eric Lau and Young Guru for a master class. Yeah, and uh, we were trying to get into, you know, a dinner uh, that night, and Eric was like. Well, you know, there's two people might come through, so is it okay if we, if we put them on? And meanwhile, on the other end, it was pretty random how you got hit up by King Brit. And, and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that was a time where it's like, oh, you, you know, you're, you're back in Hong Kong. Maybe you can tell a little bit how we can all, we all yeah. kind of join force. So uh, I, I was touring as a tour manager and DJ for Keith Ape for his first real like Asia tour. I think yeah, it was, I think it was his first one. Uh, so we had to stop in Hong Kong and King Brit, you know, legendary Philadelphia DJ, producer, curator, is like, a, he's like an older brother to me. So he hit me up just to see how I was doing. I just happened to be in Hong Kong and he was like, yo, Eric Lau's out there. You have his number? I was like, no. He was like, yo, I'll link you. So I was like, okay, cool. He, you know, he links us and turns out that you brought him out. You brought him and Young Guru out for these master classes. And I, I was like, I, I didn't really know what to expect with all of us hanging out, but it just ended up being like such a great chill session. The dinner was amazing, obviously, but the chill session afterwards, I think was really important because a young artist like Keith, who is almost in this circle of weird, almost like post-punk, post-hip-hop, international trap, <laughs> like internet trap yeah internet yeah, trap yeah. soundcloud rapper like world <laughs> i thought it was really important at the very least like here's young guru like jay-z's producer engineer alicia key's producer and engineer it's like here's some like triple og status person and people that like you can take a photo with and like there can be some sort of connection so even then i feel like the the universe just kind of aligns with everything yeah you know? it's like yeah. where, where all the music heads like first of all hong kong is pretty rare to have that many at least like everyone's at the same table and you know at, like later on preservation came on too yeah you dj know, that's preservation how I met him. he's like most as producer um and he also has his own uh, independent label and but yeah it was just an amazing night 
how we all linked up. So that was like two years ago. Um, and fast forward, like, you know, I was doing some music writing in Toronto a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, I've never been to East Coast America. So when I hit to New York, I have to hit up Matthew um, in Philly, you know, take, take like a three, four hours ride down here. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, it's I'm, I'm very glad to, to catch King Brit, you know, had his like EP launch yesterday. Yeah, well, yeah, the, so uh, King Brit put out his second Flawston Paradigm project. Uh, it's uh, the first one was on Hyperdub last year, either last year or two years ago. And um, this most recent one he released independently. And it's just like the most amazing like soundscape, like somebody, somebody should honestly make a movie based around it because it's just such a, like there's no drums it's just it's all ambient sounds yeah, and, ambi- and, and yeah. like programming and a lot of it seems very busy to me but at the same time it works yeah you know, yeah yeah everything just kind of put into place there's a lot nice. to it there's a lot to it but it's just all like all the puzzle pieces are in the right place like you know yeah. Riot and Pia Ercole, great mm. vocalists, as well as like Jacqueline Constance yeah. and uh, and Tim Martha, right? Uh, Tim Tim Matzer, Tim Matzer, amazing guitar player, like really like one of those people that like if you ever get a chance to see him play, please do. Mm-hmm. He will make you think that you've never seen a guitar before because what he does with it is ridiculous. Just when you thought like you know how he plug in all the all the pedals in is wasn't mm-hmm. crazy enough, he he pull the bowls out and and just yeah started, yeah pulled like, out the bow and yeah. just like started like playing the guitar with like a violin bow it was ridiculous is there anywhere that we can hear it like uh is, is it out yet the oh yeah the uh the so flosten yeah, yeah flosten it's actually a full-length album it's like oh, okay. yeah it's about 12 tracks uh also shouts out to more mother she's also on the project uh, another artist who's in the philly underground for a while and is really blowing up internationally but yeah so you can i mean you can find it everywhere itunes spotify apple music now i guess yeah apple music spotify i think it's on Bandcamp, just like all over the internet. I'm not sure if he's doing vinyl pressing yet yeah. for this, but if there is, you know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be the first to. Maybe yeah, tell tell a little bit about um, the relationship between you and King Brit. Okay, yeah, I met King when I was 18, 18, 19 years old. I was I was playing at this uh, venue, Silk City. Uh, I was DJing an opening set uh, for this artist at the time. Used to go by Two Face. Now he goes by Mike Taylor. He moved out to LA. Is killing it right now. Has a great pop singer out right now called Colors. He was on this song with Afrojack called Summer Thing. Uh, so he's really like in the pop electronic world, really, really killing it. Great vocalist. So I, I used to DJ for him when I was younger and King heard me DJ there and like remembered me from there. I, I don't remember meeting him that night, but he remembers it. So, but then really, really like talked to each other. I was DJing at the Adidas store on uh, South Street in Philadelphia. He came in to see my friend Ron, and I was still, this was before I got Serato, like, you know, or Scratch Live, when it was still Scratch Live. So I was spinning vinyl, and I was working in a record store at that time, so I I got all the, like, the newest records, got them all first. I I still have to pay for them, so I was just buying the singles, like, I wouldn't necessarily buy the whole album if it was, like, you know, a a popular hip-hop album, if I didn't need the other songs on the record, so. Yeah, yeah, like, you you had to, like, let me get the singles so, like, I I can just have the tools that I need. Cause you know, they came with acapellas and instrumentals and if you need to rock doubles or anything like that, that you couldn't find on the regular album. So King comes up to me while I'm playing I think it was I Love My Chick off of Busta Rhymes. And he was like, yo, do you have uh like he comes up to me and cause the album had just come out like that week. Mm. 
And he was like, King comes up to me and is like, do you have a, I think it was called Get Down. It was a Timbaland produced record off of that album. Hey yo, I took my people on the left. Uh-huh, to my people on the right. Uh-huh, I my people in the middle. Check it. Shit fresh off the grill, nigga, keeping it hot. Now I just spread all through the hood. I'm back and told the block. He's like, I was like, oh, no, I just have the single. He was like, yo, man, you should check it out. It's crazy. Comes to find out, he finds me on MySpace that night. It's, that's how long ago this was. Finds me on MySpace. Turns out we went to the same high school, just 15, 18 years apart. And especially him, he has this thing, like if you went to Central High School, he's automatically gonna like be cool with you. So that was like the start of us like connecting and we kind of like saw each other here and there. And eventually he had me play uh, Back to Basics, which was his party at Silk City. That was like this legendary party that so many uh, Philly artists came out of. Red Bull actually did an article about it uh, last year, uh, just like a history of the event and how the Neo Soul sound before Black Lily and before like the Five Spot, uh, a lot of that came out of Back to Basics. Because right. a lot of those, it was it was an event where DJ would play with a live band and they would just go back to, back and forth. So a lot of those live musicians got to play along with some of the newer music that was coming out that you know could have some electronic backing or mm-hmm. whatever. So that marriage kind of created what the Neo Soul sound became and we I mean we've been friends ever since you know it's just like it just you know continues to grow there's a lot of parallels even even though we're you know a decade and a half apart mm. there's a lot of parallels in our lives that like you know certain things if I tell him something weird happened in my life or something like that he's like yo I remember when that happened to me and it's like <laughs> you can kind of relate with him yeah yeah like it's awesome. really like family man yeah that really stood out to me because when I met you in Hong Kong when, when you mentioned that you're with uh, Rich Medina and like you know all the OG in, in the mm. game, I was like, "Well, how old are you?" And I was just like, "Oh, back then it was like 27, right? Yeah, 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 like yeah two years yeah. ago." So yeah. I was just like, kind of amazed, like you know, a, a young DJ like yourself. And you said you've been DJing for like more than 10 years, mm. and you also get into you know, hang out with all these really legendary uh, DJs and producers. Yeah. How did that all came about, and do you feel like responsible? Yeah, yeah. Well, I to- I totally feel responsible, yeah. like carrying some sort of torch, whatever that means, just because like it's almost like a gifting and curse when you know like where everything comes from Mm -hmm. and you have like a first-hand account or like you know one degree of separation from like all this philly music history i guess the way that it came together king and i were acquaintances before i joined ill vibe collective but when i started spending time with uh dj lil dave mr sunny james who went by dj static at that time and like the ill vibe crew and they start having me open for them and stuff like that. They had already established, cause they're like, they're 10 years older than me. So, and had an established relationship with Rich Medina, with King Brit, with Cosmo Baker, and like all these people who were, you know, just like a generation before them. So it kind of was like a natural progression when I joined Ilvibe for me to also like this familial situation. It's funny, uh, DJ Ultraviolet, another friend uh, from Philly, she said uh, that I'm the last of the Mohicans. Like, I'm the last person that was kind of let into this circle of legendary Philadelphia DJs and curators that, like, you know, are preserving, but also, like, moving forward a Philadelphia sound and what that really means. So what is actually the Philadelphia 
music culture, in your opinion? Uh, I mean, historically, it's like Philadelphia soul and like, you know, even disco. And I would say a lot of that has dissipated. Like a lot of that has disappeared and made room for a lot of hip hop. Like it's a very hip hop city. Most recently, I mean, like the biggest hip hop artists to come out of here were like Meek Mill and Lil Uzi Vert. And a lot of people don't even know that like Uzi's from Philly because he like seems like such a like an Atlanta artist. And I guess a lot of that comes from uh, Don Cannon and DJ Drama, mm-hmm. who are both originally from Philly but moved to Atlanta and like made names for themselves down there. Musically, I feel like we're really like at the climax of being a very hip hop city. It's kind of like Chicago in a way where it's a melting pot, but it's also still like a very black city. Like there's yeah. a there's a huge African American population, mm-hmm. a huge Latino population in Philadelphia. Right. So the music is going to reflect that. Mm. Uh, as far as DJing is concerned, just to like compress what I would say a Philly DJ style is block party style, like. Summertime in Philly, there's like, it's almost hard to drive around certain neighborhoods because it's just cut off. Because everybody's like, you know, they got an okay from the city or didn't to like shut down a block and throw a party for the neighborhood. But in those situations, Mm -hmm. you know, a DJ is supposed to be able to please everybody from three to 30 to, you know, 60 years old, Mm -hmm. you know? So all the music kind of melds together, but it also gives you a really, really almost clear timeline of predominantly black party music Mm -hmm. over the years. Like, you know, everything from Frankie Beverly and Maze Before I Let Go to like the newest 2 Chainz record. It's like, you know that it all comes from this community. and. Uh, expands out into the world. Yeah, I, I would say like Philly style is like a block party style. If you ever hear Jazzy Jeff play anywhere, you know, you're hearing him play the newest Jay-Z record with like Toto, Africa, and like other 80s, like it, it's like everything's there, you know? Yeah, it goes and, everywhere, but at the same time, it kind of pieces together. Yeah, and the way it pieces together, you really get an understanding that a Philly DJ has done their homework. And yeah. it's kind of from going to these block parties, it, you kind of internalize this understanding that music isn't just like the top 10 records that are out right now. Like yeah. there's, a, there's a wider music history and there's a community of people that will enjoy that wider music history. Especially in Philadelphia, I feel like all the DJs that I've looked up to and you know followed they're really serious about the craft um i yeah. feel like try to go along with the trend but they kind of use it as their tool to kind of merge with their own style and you know coming from a background with like more dj more than 10 years do you think um you figure that out like how to you know present your style with the new trends and new sounds and how are you still keep doing that for 10 years and still keeping it fresh yeah i think like there might be djs who like go backwards from what's current now to like maybe eventually they'll start like looking at like older songs and maybe put them into their sets. Mm -hmm. For me, I started DJing for B-Boys. So Mm -hmm. like I instantly was trying to just find older music and eventually that, you know, I was finding that older music when I was 15, 15, Mm. 16 years old. So at 15, 16 years old, when like, you know, this is the early to mid 2000s. So radio, I'm still listening to the radio. So it's a combination of like going and digging for those records, but also I guess the natural effect was this kind of uh, like timeless subconscious. (laughs) It's like my subconscious is kind of like 
understands music not so much in the surface level. Yeah, it's, it's like, like, it's like go yeah, the roots. It, it goes yeah, it goes really deep. It's for not me. that and deep it's not to me. Like, like it's not like a deep rooted right. like this is how I feel. It's just like it just bore a hole into my brain mm. that all music history is connected. Mm in really like interesting ways, whether it's regional, whether it's, you know, by the time period, whether yeah. it's just like by tempo, you can you can make it all fit in and it'll you can tell a story with it. I yeah, guess. yeah. And especially hip hop, like you know, yeah. everything starts from sampling and exactly you know, you go back to where they originally sampled from. Of course. And, yeah. And like that's it it's so funny when there's situations where like somebody will hear the original sample. You have like there's two sides of the spectrum. There's the people that come into the party and and they come with their expectations, and if you don't meet their exact expectations, they get turned off. Mm -hmm. And there's other people that come with an open mind and will be open to like, if you're playing the sample to like, like I, recently I've been playing like the sample for uh, Family Feud off of Jay-Z's 444, right? right? So I'll play the sample and I'll see like half the room or like a quarter of the room get really, really confused. And then when the people who who I know like come out to see me and know like what I do, when I play the sample, they'll get more excited. Yeah. Because yeah. it makes them appreciate the music even more because they know that it comes from somewhere else. And you put them on to something mm. that they normally would not experience because they just get exactly what the record is and that's it. Do you host any parties? Yeah, friends and fam is like the focus, uh, and has been the focus for like the last three, three and a half years. So I haven't had a, a weekly party in like six years, but a couple months ago I started a weekly in Philadelphia called Thursdays for Love, mm -hmm. just like a small venue called The Saint in Philadelphia, and that's going really well. It's just like kind of like a testing ground, and it keeps me DJing every week in a controlled environment where I can try out a lot of new things. Mm. Get my mic skills up. I'm not yeah. really that crazy on the mic. Yeah. But like But you, know. you were you were Keith Abe's hype man. So well, that's I'm a different thing. That. I think it's yeah, yeah. Being on on the road with Keith is like a little bit different because he's the focus. So if like I'm screaming, nobody really cares. Like it's just like they just think it's part of the track most of the time. If I get them hyped up, it's like yeah. You know, it's cool. But like during like a DJ set, it's it's one thing if you're like playing, you know, like Ijima. Squash it. Ijima. On the water swap. Stop. Your dirty moment count. And it's like everybody's like, oh man, this is my song. Like everybody's going crazy. Or if I'm like trying to hype people up over a Mary J. Blige record. Like it's yeah, just yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just not it's the same type of energy. Both great music, but mm -hmm. just like not the same type of energy Especially at all. Especially the Asian rap nowadays. It's just Yo, riding it's on that wave. Blowing up, man. Yeah. Blowing up. It's really, really dope. Yeah, you need to come back out to Asia. Man, I'm <laughs> that visa's just sitting there. I need to I need to get back. Word. Yep. I want to ask, like, you know, what do you see yourself in, in five years' time even more? Um, I mean, I'm definitely going getting into more production. Mm -hmm. uh, I think 
with the market opening up a lot to uh, more, I guess, equality, what's come out of that is an appreciation, I think, for like real dance music. Mm. Like not just EDM, like, you know, here's the drop. I mean, the original like house music, disco music community was really about equality and um, freedom. And I think, you know, for a while, people associated that with just the gay community. Mm-hmm. But I think now the message is really breaking through where, it, no, it's really about freedom and equality whether you're gay, straight, you know, trans, LGBTQIA. People are discovering more and more ways to live their lives. So it's like they're just like, you know, creating whatever category they need to to feel comfortable, which is great because it's going to continue for, you know, help, yeah. help them continue in their lives and, you know, promote more equality and freedom, which is the community that I want to, you know, be part of. Like, you know, Absolutely. you want to be part of it. It's because, you know, equality and freedom is like, you know, the it's almost like, the the hallmarks of forward movement and I feel like dance music to an extent is like the soundtrack to that Mm. Um, and the more melodic and heartfelt and soulful it it is in the mainstream the better like it's just yeah awesome man (laughs) so yeah production wise definitely moving in that direction you know just on some just want to you know continue having a happy life that's all <laughs> your production yeah I think the most recent one is that you, you did something with 7 David Jr yeah yeah that's on the way mm-hmm. um, that's uh, so yeah that's that's gonna come out in the fall we're just looking to see what label we want to shop it to if we want to go independent whatever but yeah that EP's almost done awesome so that should awesome. be really good and me and 7 are working on more music together as well like that's that's a great dude yeah yeah that's a really great guy <laughs> yeah maybe so talented we'll do a, a story on him because um, yeah. he has a very unique way of making music yeah and he seems like a very mysterious guy to me that so. too that too yeah. but yeah definitely a great dude so maybe this is a good time to wrap it up is yeah. there anything that you want to plug Instagram is Matthew Law Official at Matthew Law Official it's two T's and Matthew I couldn't get the same one for Twitter <laughs> so that's at Matt Law Ill Vibe and um, you're trying to get verified soon right yeah working on that verification <laughs> let me get that blue check but yeah so uh, there's that and uh, you can just check out the website so it's MatthewLaw.me M-A-T-T-H-E-W L-A-W dot M-E awesome man Thank you so much for uh, sitting down with us. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, look forward to your new music coming out. And uh, all the best to all, like, the DJ career in the future. Thanks, bro. Thank you. like to hear more stories like this one and more from the world of creative culture and beyond check them out at makin.com that's m-a-e-k-a-n.com or search for us on your favorite podcast app